0: Welcome back. And hopefully you got your alert from the Law Nerd app that this episode went live. And if you didn't, it's because maybe you haven't downloaded our Law Nerd app yet. All the details will be down below at LawNerdApp.com for iOS, for Android, and for free. So if you want all the notifications, it's time. You need the Law Nerd app. But this week, What we are talking about is not my app, though I'm very excited. I cannot state how excited I am about the app. We are going to be talking about Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas. Not only is there a divorce proceeding going on in Florida, there's also a petition for return of children to England under the Hague Convention. So we have a lot going on, and now there's a motion to... Pause the proceedings in Florida because of the motion filed in New York. And there was an order filed today, as I'm recording this, September 25th, to agree that the children will stay in New York until this is resolved. So we're going to go through what's been filed in the divorce petition, what's been filed in the beginning of the child custody, and some of the information that we learn from those petitions. It's Whenever there are celebrity divorces, it becomes very big headlines. Whenever there is children involved, I always feel for the kids that might have to or come across these stories later in life. So we're just covering what's filed in court and what the parties have shared on their Instagram. And that's it for me. Am I still looking at the pictures of Sophie Turner and Taylor Swift heading out to dinner in New York? Absolutely. Am I like, you know, sometimes your friends got to get you through. I completely understand that. So with all of that, we need to just get into today's podcast episode. Let's go. Welcome to The Emily Show. I'm Emily D. Baker, the internet's go-to legal analyst and big fan of the cursey words. I've been a licensed attorney for over 17 years. I'm a former prosecutor and I break down the legal side of pop culture and entertainment stories we can't stop talking about. We should just get into it. Let's go. Thank you to our sponsor, Green Chef. I know you've heard me talk a ton about how much I love Green Chef's delivery service that brings organic meals to my door. And you can pick from any meal preference you want to, from keto and paleo to vegan and vegetarian to just balanced meals. And they have easier ways to search where you can find quick and easy meals or calorie smart delicious new discoveries, or plant-based options. But did you know Green Chef also will include lunch options and breakfast options so you can add them to your delivery? Pick the number of dinners you want for the week, but then you can add lunch and breakfast. I absolutely love their egg bites. It makes Breakfast so easy in the morning. Our biggest problem is I never order enough of them. So if you are ready to try Green Chef for yourself, now is the time with 60% off and free shipping. Go to greenchefcom 60 emilybaker baker and use code 60 emilybaker baker for 60% off and free shipping. That's code 60 emilybaker baker at greenchef.com and find out for yourself why Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Let's get back to today's episode. And also, as I am recording this, it is my mom's birthday week. And I think the podcast is one of the places where my mom follows my content the most. So beg beg my indulgence for a moment while I wish my mom a happy birthday. Happy birthday, mom. I know we talked on your birthday, but you're getting a happy birthday shout out on the podcast as well because it's The Emily Show and I can do what I want. Before winter comes to Joe Jonas, I'm going to say happy birthday to you on an episode that you're probably like, who? Mom, Sophie Turner played Sansa in Game of Thrones. That's where you know her from. Joe Jonas was in the Jonas Brothers. Um, You probably have no idea who they are at all. That was after our time. So it's fine if you only know who Sansa is. It's all right. Okay, with all of that, should we get into the divorce petition? Yes, let's let's start with what the parties said about the divorce. The divorce petition was filed in Florida on September 5th, 2023. Both Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas posted on Instagram on September 6th. So we're just gonna pull up that Instagram posting first and see what uh, they shared as a statement from the two of them. And then we are going to go to the divorce petition. Then we're going to get into the petition with regard to the children. So coming from Instagram, posted by Sophie Turner, September 6th, with comments turned off, which I appreciate. It seems like the right thing to do in this situation. It reads, quote, statement from the two of us. After four wonderful years of marriage, we have mutually decided to amicably end our marriage. Just keep that in mind for when we get to The petition regarding the children, because it tells us a slightly different version of this. There are many speculative narratives as to why, but truly this is a united decision, and we sincerely hope that everyone can respect our wishes for privacy for us and our children. I can completely understand the desire for privacy. I can completely understand wanting the children to have privacy and not speculating about what happened, what didn't happen what what caused this we're going to go through and see what the court documents have to say about the whole thing what i find very interesting is you have the divorce petition filed in Florida after they sold a home in Florida they do not still own a home in Florida the home that they had in Miami has sold they're in New York she is alleging that they are domiciled in England so this can be very complex jurisdictionally very quickly one would always hope that custody can be sorted out, but celebrity divorces, A, can be a mess, but custody can often be tremendously difficult, even if everything else sorts out. Figuring out custody, especially with people who have too complex and uh, very much international lives, I think could be also tremendously complex. This is the Petition for dissolution of Marriage and Related Relief with Minor Children. Uh, Petitioned by Joe Jonas, full name Joseph Jonas, and Sophie Turner. Uh, this indicates, just based on the order of names, that he is the one that filed for divorce. I think that is widely known. But it also goes on to make that very clear. Petitioner Joe Jonas, by and through his attorneys, makes this petition. Again, they're acting for the dissolution of marriage. Residents, they say petitioner has been a resident of the state of Florida for more than six months prior to the filing of this petition. Their house in Florida did recently sell, but they did have a house in Miami. Long-arm jurisdiction, they say, respondent is subject to the jurisdiction of this court pursuant to 48.193 of the Florida statute, even if served outside the state of Florida. Well, because Sophie Turner's not in Florida. So the long-arm statute is trying to extend jurisdiction to, to Sophie Turner so that the Florida court can deal with the divorce. The parties have been maintaining a matrimonial domicile in the state of Florida. Further, the respondent was a resident of the state of Florida at the time of the filing of this action and has been a resident of Florida approximately preceding the filing of this action. Approximately how long? Marriage. It says the parties were married to each other on May 1st, 2019, in Las Vegas, Nevada. Grounds for disillusion. The marriage between the parties is irretrievably broken. So, Kind of the, you know, irreconcilable differences that you would see in California. This is similar to that, just this is not working. Children, there are two minor children born of the marriage. W.J. born in 2020. D.J. born in 2022. Petitioner is not pregnant and no additional issue is contemplated. There are times in the law where children are referred to as issue. So when it says no additional issue is contemplated they're not saying that there are not going to be issues with this divorce they are talking about the fact that they do not contemplate having any additional minor children aside from the two children born in 2020 and 2022 it look when i was first going through law school it's like issue you we're just okay okay by the end of law school i was like yeah all right words, legal words have legal meanings and they don't seem weird anymore. Parental responsibility. It is in the best interest of the minor children that the parties have shared parental responsibility. Parenting plan. A parenting plan should be established, which addresses all parenting issues and contains a time sharing schedule providing for frequent and continuing contact with both parties. So asking essentially for 50-50. The children have been residing with their father in Miami and other locations throughout the United States. We're going to get to more of that information in the next petition. Prenuptial agreement. The parties entered into a valid and enforceable prenuptial agreement on April 27th, 2019. How long? What was the date of the wedding? May 1st. That wasn't that long before the wedding. It was a few days before the wedding. Um, But it was not that long before the wedding. The court should determine that the prenup is valid and enforceable and direct the parties to comply with the terms of the agreement. The prenuptial agreement has not been attached to protect the privacy rights of the parties. That's typical. I wonder if this divorce will end up just going into mediation where they work out a parenting plan amongst mediators. It seems to be not just what a lot of um, celebrities do, but perhaps a more private way to go about this. It's been filed, the clock's been stopped on the marriage there's a date of filing, they could go to mediation and deal with this, and that might be what's best for everyone involved. It says, in the event the respondent, Sophie Turner, requires filing of the prenuptial agreement, the petitioner is prepared to do so. Again, probably the right call not needing to file it until the court needs it. And then when the court needs it, it can just be filed under seal child support, it says both parties have the ability to provide for the support of the minor children, and they should both be required to contribute to the support of the minor children in accordance with 61.30 of the Florida statutes. The court should establish child support in accordance with the Florida child support guidelines, including consideration of health insurance for the minor children. And again, the courts can look at what both parties make, and they don't have to assign a support amount be paid to the other party. It would be that each party pay their their part of that. Petitioner Jonas respectfully requests the entry of a final judgment, dissolving the marriage between the parties and then awarding the parties shared parental responsibility of the minor children, establishing a pairing, a parenting plan, including a time-sharing schedule on both a temporary and permanent basis with the children's primary residence in Miami, Florida. This is going to be a sticking point, I think. And it said, D, determining the April 27th prenuptial agreement to be valid, E, requiring the parties to comply with the terms of the prenuptial agreement, F, establishing the child support obligation of each party, and G, granting such other and further relief as the court deem necessary. And then this was sent um, to Sophie Turner via management or via the either the management company or lawyers. And then the lawyers in Florida who uh, filed this for Joe Jonas signed it. So this was filed on September 5th. There was much made in the media about that case between September 5th and when Sophie Turner filed her petition in New York federal court on September 21st. And that is a petition to return the children to England. So Joe Jonas is arguing that the children should have residency in Florida. Sophie Turner is petitioning the court to allow the children to go back to England. And we're going to hear her side of this in her filing after a break for this sponsor. Thank you to our sponsor Lomi, which is such an easy way to compost your food scraps at home into dirt that you can use in your garden, your house plants, or anywhere you want to put dirt not only have I noticed how much using the Lomi has reduced our food waste, it's also reduced how our trash can smells. And when we have to travel, sometimes there are things you're not going to get to in your refrigerator and you don't want to just sit and stink up your fridge. It's been really nice to know that it's not going to waste even if we didn't get to it because it is being turned into dirt that is going on our trees outside. The thing I appreciate about Lomi is it's so small with a push of a button it quietly turns that into dirt because it's so quick that you can use it multiple times a day and it doesn't take up much space at all so if you're ready to try it for yourself head to lomi.com/lawnard use promo code lawnard to get $50 off your lomi that's $50 off when you head to lomi.com/lawnard and use code lawnard at checkout Thank you so much, Lomi, for sponsoring this episode. This is being filed in the Southern District of New York um, by Sophie Turner against Joe Jonas. Verified petition for return of children to England. And you're like, Emily, these are very different jurisdictions. We have Florida, we have New York, and we have England. This is being filed under the Convention on the Civil Aspects of the International child abduction done at The Hague on October 25th, 1980, International Child Abduction Remedies Act 22, USC 9001. So this is regarding more, well, for them, it's just regarding international jurisdiction of where the children should be allowed to live. But also, once the divorce is filed, guidelines need to be established about where the children will be and where they can and can't travel. Because in the midst of a divorce, one parent can't just take the children out of the country. And if they do, it can have substantial legal consequences. That's not to say it doesn't happen. But if they do, it can have substantial legal consequences. Introduction. This verified petition is filed as a result of the wrongful retention of two children, uh, W.J. born in 2020, D.J. born in 2022, collectively the children. Initials are used instead of the children's names for privacy, it's completely appropriate with minors to refer to them by initial. I will, I may just refer to them by initial or by birth year, 2020 and 2022 going forward, but they say that the children are being retained in New York from their habitual residence in England. So Sophie Turner is saying that the children actually reside in England, not in Miami, Florida. The wrongful retention of the children began on or about September, 20, 2023. Remember, the divorce petition was filed September 5th, so this petition was filed September 21st. The verified petition is brought pursuant to the Convention on the Civil Aspects of International Child Abduction done at The Hague on October 25th, 1980, here and after referred to as The Hague Convention or the Convention, and the International Child Abduction Remedies Act here and after, ICARA. It goes on to say the convention came into effect in the United States on July 1st, 1988, and was ratified between the United States and the United Kingdom, including England, on July 1st, 1988. The objectives of the convention are to secure the immediate return of children wrongfully removed or wrongfully retained in any contracting state, and to ensure that the rights to custody under the law are one, contracting states are effectively respected in other contracting states. So saying if the children's proper place of domicile is international, that there is some type of intercontinental or international law that governs where children domicile when they are not in the country where they should or where they are alleged to be living. This is going to get deeply complex, as you'll see that this family Um, which is not uncommon for celebrities, has lived all over the place due to the work schedules of the parents. When they list all the places that they've lived, it stresses me out. I don't know if it stresses you out, but it stresses me out. (sighs) Jurisdiction. This court has jurisdiction under the ICARA uh, 9003 because this case involves the retention of two children under the age of 16. In the United States from their habitual residence of England. The children are currently located within the jurisdiction of this court in the Southern District of New York. Congress has specifically granted concurrent original jurisdiction to the federal courts of actions arising under the Hague Convention. So again, establishing how does a federal court in New York hear an issue about whether or not children are supposed to reside in England or Miami? Like those are how how are we in court in New York? Well. The children are currently in New York, and so it's being filed where the children currently are and because federal courts have authority under the Hague Convention and that grants the rights to this federal court. It goes on to say, state court custody actions may not trump clearly granted federal court jurisdiction to decide actions arising under the Hague Convention. This is a fight in this sentence and this paragraph over jurisdiction. Will custody of the children be determined by federal court in New York or by state court in Florida? The facts are laid out as follows. The mother was born in 1996 in Northampton, England. I feel so old. I feel so old. I feel so old. How has that been 27 years? 1996 was great. Great year. Big fan of the 90s. Sophie Turner was born in 1996 in Northampton, England, and is 27 years old and is a citizen of the UK. Mother grew up in Warwickshire. I hope I pronounce that properly. I don't think you say shire. I think it's sure. You'll let me know, I'm sure, in the comments. In Warwickshire, England, her family having moved there when she was two years old, she attended Warwick Prep School until she was 11 and then King's High School for girls, also in Warwick, throughout her secondary education. Her parents live in Warwickshire. England in the home in which the mother grew up, and her siblings also live close by. So her family still, her parents still live in her childhood home, and her siblings live near their childhood home. The mother's family is very close and supportive. The father was born in Arizona, USA in 1989 and is 34 years old. The mother and father both have careers in the entertainment industry. Mother is an actor and has worked in the entertainment industry since she was 13 years old. Father is a very successful and popular musician and is one third of a band called the Jonas Brothers. I love when they try to describe pop culture to like federal judges alongside his brothers, Kevin and Nick Jonas. He is also a member of a group called Dance, D-N-C-E, which he set up in 2015. He performs and releases music with both groups in addition to performing as a DJ. The parties met and began dating in October 2016 when father was on tour in the UK. Mother was age 20 at the time, father was age 27. The party's relationship moved quickly and they became engaged in October 2017. I mean, that's after dating for a year. I get, I don't know. In celebrity celebrity years quickly is like, you've dated for three weeks and gone to Vegas and gotten married. I don't know. I think dating for a year and getting engaged doesn't feel super fast in the world of celebrity, but okay. The parties had a legal wedding ceremony in Las Vegas, Nevada on May 1st, 2019 and celebrated their wedding with family and friends in Provence, France, June 29, 2019. Did they serve Miraval wine? I have questions. From the beginning of the party's relationships, they have spent regular time in England, including with their friends and family. Until April, 2023, the parties move frequently due to the nature and requirements of their careers. In April, 2023, the parties made England their permanent home. We are starting to see the division now between the divorce petition filed in Florida and this petition filed in New York that Sophie Turner is arguing that in April, these parties decided that they were going to set up their residence in England. They say the party's older daughter, W.J., was born in 2020 in California. W, That must have been an adventure. Giving birth in California in 2020 I must have been absolutely wild for anyone doing it, not just for a celebrity doing it, but absolutely wild times. W.J., it says, is a dual citizen of the U.K. and the United States. The party's youngest daughter was born in 2022 in Florida um, and is a dual citizen of the U.K. and the United States. As a result of their careers and travel required for each, The parties had not, until April 2023, committed to setting down roots in any particular place. They lived a very peripatetic lifestyle. Yes, it could have said nomad. It could have said leftish. It could have said, I don't know. Peripatetic is the word that the lawyers went to. So that's where we're at. If peripatetic is a new one for you, um... I I did have to Google the proper pronunciation, so it's not, it's, it's nope. (laughs) It's got consonants in all kinds of places, and it made my brain go, what are we doing? Their peripatetic lifestyle. So thank you to Sophie Turner's lawyers for, uh, for really just, really just hammering at home with the, uh, the languaging of this motion. We appreciate it. They did not need to settle in one location right away and lived in various properties. Yes, thank you for then going on to define Peripatetic. After the party's oldest daughter was born, they purchased a property in Miami, Florida in 2021. The parties never planned to live in Miami on a long-term basis. All throughout their marriage and particularly after their children were born, the parties often discussed their desire to raise their children in England and for their children to attend school in England. The parties regarded England as a safe location to raise their children. Over the Christmas holiday in 2022, the family spent time in England near the mother's parents' home, so her childhood home, in Warwickshire. The family stayed in a rental property called, quote, the old farmhouse approximately 20 minutes from the mother's parents' home. During their time in England over Christmas 2022, the mother and father jointly decided they would look for their forever home in England, select a school for their older daughter in England, and settle their family in England. The parties agreed that the timing was right for the family to settle permanently in England, particularly given the older daughter's or the older child's age. The parties were excited for the family's move to England. The parties began to search for their forever home to purchase for the family in England. How many times can this lawyer emphasize England? We're, we're clear. The parties began searching for their permanent home in December, 2022, and continued their search through July, 2023. They physically toured family homes in England together. They looked at a number of different areas with the goal of purchasing a home in an area with good connections to Warwickshire in London. The parties found a beautiful country property in Henley-on-Thames, England. They both agreed that they would purchase the property for the family's permanent home. The property is located at Little Stoke House, Little Stoke, Wallingford, Oxford, England. The parties' shared plan was to purchase the property together and raise their children together in a beautiful home and the English country surroundings. The parties were excited about the move for their family. The parties exchanged contracts with the sellers to purchase the property on July 7th, 2023, with the completion date scheduled for December 2nd, 2023. Now, look, I have never bought property in England. I do not know what the property purchasing situation is. I can't imagine that's how long it takes to close on a house or if they purchased the home in July and it is being renovated through the end of 2023. I don't know either way. All of our UK law nerds, please let me know if this is, does it take that long to close on a home? Like you sign contracts in July and you don't get the home till December or is this remodeling? Are we, are we remodeling? Maybe. So they purchased the home in July. The home is scheduled to be complete in December. The parties looked forward to spending their Christmas 2023 holiday with the children, family, and friends in their new home in England. In furtherance of their shared plan to settle the family in England, the parties listed their Miami, Florida property for sale. On or about April 16th, 2023, the parties entered into a contract for the sale of their Miami property. So the Miami property sold in April. They purchased a property in England in July. The timing seems to line up. It's so funny, because as I was researching this episode of the podcast, Apple News started giving me news articles about the sale of their Miami home. On or about April 10th, 2023, the family relocated to England. They initially stayed for a short period of time in a rental property in London. On or about May 5th, 2023, they moved into the old farmhouse, the property they had previously rented for the 2022 holiday. They rented the farmhouse on a long-term basis while they work towards the purchase of their new home. Given the party's respective work schedules and commitments over the course of the last year, they have only stayed at the Miami property on three occasions for a total of approximately 11 weeks. The family relocated to England on or about April 10th, 2023. They spent a majority of their time living together in rental properties all over the world as follows. This I find exhausting. Maybe you'll find it fascinating. Maybe you'll also find it exhausting. September 3rd to October 1st, 2022 in a rental in New York. October 1st to October 7th, 2022 in Pugila? Damn it. My grandparents are so mad that I cannot pronounce this location in Italy. I am sorry. Um, Italy. October 7th to the 15th, London. Who kept track of this for them? This is wild to me. Um, October 15th to November 22nd, New York. 2022 that right during bravo con that october anyway december 22nd to december 16th 2022 miami the party's property in miami uh 16th december 23 december 2022 london hotel 23 december to 27 december the old farmhouse in hatton warwickshire the rental 27 december to january 5th london hotel january 5th to january 9th their home in miami February 9th to February 16th, a rental in Lake Tahoe. February 16th to February 20th, a hotel in Vegas. February 20th to March 10th, Miami. March 10th to March 25th, New York. March 25th to March 29th, a different rental in New York. March 29th to March 31st, the Hamptons at a friend's house. Was it Taylor Swift's? Who's Hampton's house? I'm very curious. March 31st to April 10th, a rental in New York. This seems complicated to me that's a lot of moving. I don't know if the Jonas Brothers were on tour during that time um at the 2022 2023 but they were constantly on the go. I find this exhausting. I like to be settled. I am a homebody. This would this would make me break out in hives. But also I'm not in my 20s anymore. <laughs> Maybe I'm just really old. But they it seems like they were very very busy. It goes on to say before the family left Miami On or about March 10th, they shipped many of the children's personal belongings to England. Look, that's going to be easy to establish. If they shipped the children's belongings to England, it's going to tend to show that they intended to take the kids to England to set up at least some sort of a home base when the kids are getting ready to start school and start to build some roots. The remainder of the children's belongings were placed into storage to be kept there until the parties had purchased a new home in England. So in March, they were anticipating selling the Miami home and boxed stuff up. Some of it went to England, some of it went into storage. On April 10th, the family relocated to England. The children are both fully involved and integrated in all aspects of daily and cultural life in England. They receive routine medical and dental care in England. They participate in extracurricular activities, playdates and cultural activities in England. The older child is joined and participated in the Playbox Theater Company. The younger child also attends baby sessions at the Playbox Theater Company, which is a company the mother joined when she was three years old and for which she has become an ambassador in 2014. The older child attended nursery school full-time in Warwickshire, England at the Stepping Stones Nursery. I I understand why they put it in here. I am so kind of maybe over-vigilant about where stuff is. Now I'm just like... I hope they're going to different nursery schools if this one's been named. The party's shared plan has always been for the children to be educated, including nursery school in England. The mother is fully involved in all the children's schooling, medical care, dental care, cultural activities, extracurricular activities, and other activities in England. The mother provides all of the children's day-to-day care in England. England is the children's habitual residence. In May 2023, the mother started filming a new six-part drama series for ITVX which was filming in various locations in the United Kingdom, including Warwickshire. The mother plays the main character in the series. This role is the first significant role the mother has taken on since having children. On July 31st, 2023, the father had to leave England as scheduled because he was due to start touring with his band in the U.S. The parties knew the father's tour was scheduled when they relocated to England and when the mother took her role in the new series. The parties had therefore planned that the children would travel with the father and the nanny for a vacation in august 2023 because the mother's filming schedule for august 2023 was very intense with long hours during the daytime when the children would be awake when the father is on tour although his evenings are busy performing he has periods of the day to spend time with the children this makes sense with some hesitation the parties planned and agreed it would be the best for the children to travel with the father and the family's nanny to the u.s for the month of august with the mother traveling to meet the family in the United States in September, 2023. The children would then at least be able to spend time during the day with one of their parents until the mother finished her filming commitments. Look, there are times when Dr. B and I have struggled with work schedules. I can't even fathom what this is like. Our work schedules were fairly routine, but when I was in trial, if he was busy at the dental office, there would be times where we would just be just like what are we going to do it's like we have children there is a finite time and when we have to pick them up and he's like i can't leave work and i'm like i can't leave work i can't imagine what this is like but also i imagine that they have substantially more help than we had during that period of our life um though there were definitely times when we called in our parents for backup and we're like can you please pick up the kids we are both stuck at work and it was not this kind of scheduling stuff, I could see being very, very tense and very stressful. It's stressing me out reading about it. So the parties agreed that the children moving around with the father while he was on tour was going to be temporary. The parties agreed plan was that when the mother finished filming on September 14th, she would travel to New York to collect the children and return home home to England. The party's plan was for the mother to spend a week with the family in New York and return to England on September 20th, where the mother has a short work commitment on September 28th. This timing is telling us why this is a problem now. She finished filming September 14th. The divorce was filed on September 5th. So on September 20th, it was the intention of the parties before the divorce that the children go back to England with Sophie Turner. It seems that when the 20th came and went, that the children were not being permitted because of the divorce filing. Or because of the parties, or because of the lawyers, or all of the above, to return to England with her. And that's where we're seeing September 20th be the date where the children Sophie Turner is alleging are being held in New York beyond what the parties had intended before the divorce was filed. So that's why we see that as the date where all of this is um, kind of hinged on. It goes on to say the party's shared plan was for the mother and children to join the father and his family for part of the father's band's U.S. tour and then return home to England. The family would continue to live in a rental property in England and move into their new home upon its completion in December, 2023. In furtherance of the party's shared plan, the children traveled to the United States with the father and their nanny. Thereafter, the breakdown of the party's marriage happened very suddenly. The parties had an argument on August 15th, 2023. On or about September 1st, the father filed a divorce case against the mother in Florida, On or about September 5th, the mother found out through the media that the father had filed for divorce. When I first covered the Instagram post, it did not indicate in the Instagram post that Sophie Turner was caught unaware that he had filed for divorce because what the Instagram statement said was, after four wonderful years of marriage, we have mutually decided to amicably end our marriage. What the court filing says is the breakdown of the party's marriage happened very suddenly. The parties had an argument on August 15th. And on September 5th, the mother found out through the media that the father had filed for divorce. If that's true, I hate it for everyone involved in this because it's going to make it worse. If you can't have any conversation together and you find out that your Partner, your spouse has filed for divorce in the media. I can't imagine anything worse. I also can't imagine how one fight dissolves a marriage in the span of two weeks, but I digress. He goes on to say that in his divorce filing in Florida, the one that we just read, the father seeks divorce, a parenting plan, a time sharing schedule to be ordered by the Florida state court. The father incorrectly claims in his divorce filings that the children have resided in Florida for the six months prior to the filing on the father's Florida case. On or about September 17th, the parties met to discuss their separation. The mother reiterated the party's agreed plan for the children to return home to England that week. Uh, this is this is this is where it breaks down. On a September 17th meeting, the father has possession of the children's passports. He refuses to return the passports to the mother and refuses to send the children home to England with the mother. In an ongoing custody battle with the divorce, I could absolutely see his lawyers being like, if the children go to England, getting them back is harder. This has to be figured out. I could see his lawyers advising of that. I could also see her lawyers saying, if the children were supposed to return to England, they are not pawns in a divorce. You should continue on with what everyone had planned and the children should be allowed to leave to England, which is how we end up with this petition being filed in New York federal court because everyone seems to still be in New York. It says he refuses to return the passports to the mother, refuses to send the children home to England with the mother. The next day, the mother's solicitor in England reconfirmed to the father's Florida attorney that the mother intended to return home to England with the children as planned on September 20th and requested the passports be returned. On September 19th, the father's Florida attorney confirmed that the father will not return the passports to mother and will not consent for the children to return home to England. So based on Jonas's expressed statements that he will not return the children to England and will not return the children's passports to Sophie, on September 20th, the mother submitted her Hague convention application for return to the central authority for England and Wales seeking return of the children to England. That is why this has become now an international child custody fight that has been filed in federal court. It says the mother is also initiating a child agreements case in the appropriate English court. So this is going to end up in federal court in New York, in court in England, and in court in Florida. It goes on to say the children were to be returned home to England on September 20th, The father has prevented the children's return to England, which is a breach of the mother's rights of custody under English law, England being the children's habitual residence. And the fight will then be over where is their residence? Was it in Florida? And we saw the list of where they moved around. I have no reason to believe that that list wasn't accurate. They were everywhere. So, how do you determine intention? And looking at action is going to be something that the courts look to beyond what the families say. But if their intent was returned to England, you would see certain things done, like the children's belongings being sent to England. So, and, you know, the children being enrolled in in preschool or enrolled in nursery, there will also go a long way with the court. Count one in this is wrongful retention. This is regarding... Joe Jonas allegedly not letting the children return to England with Sophie Turner, arguing that the residence is in England, that the children are under the age of 16, and they should be returned. It goes on to say, from the totality of the circumstances perspective, as to the date of retention on September 20th, England was the children's home. England is the children's ordinary home, holds a degree of settled purpose from the children's perspective. The children are fully involved and integrated in all aspects of daily and cultural life in England. So they're again establishing that custody should have been in England or that residency is established in England. The party's shared intent since December 2022 has always been for the children to live in England. The children have lived in England since April 2023. At the time the father retained the children in the United States from England, the mother had and continues to have Hague Convention Article 5A rights of custody to the child under English law, by operation of law, under the Child Act of 1989. The Child Act of 1989, Part 1, Section One provides, quote, where a child's father and mother were married to or civil partners of each other at the time of his birth, they shall each have parental responsibility for the child. So establishing that under that law, both parents have parental rights and that because the parties were married at the time of the birth of the children. Count two is Article 18, return. The mother restates and alleges all the allegations above, invokes Article 18, which grants this court plenary power to order the children's return at any time. So they are arguing that under the Hague Convention, the children can be ordered returned to England with Sophie Turner, not to stay and see how the court in New York or the court in Florida plays out custody. It goes on to ask for attorney's fees and costs pursuant to the convention, Article 26, um, which is the standard in just about any pleading that we will see, and then verifies the petition for the return of England. After this was filed in New York, it's also now been filed in Florida, and we are going to look at that in just a moment. Thank you to today's sponsor, Shopify. Did you know that everything you find on Lawnard Shop is hosted on Shopify? (coughs) Shopify is the commerce platform that has revolutionized millions of businesses worldwide. And with how easy it was for me to set up, I am not surprised by that at all. Whether you're like me and running everything by yourself or you're completely IPO ready, Shopify's the only tool you need to get started. You can run and grow your business without the struggle. Shopify makes it easy to be in control of every aspect of your store. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. So it doesn't matter if you're selling merch online like me, or if you're selling things in person, you can use Shopify's POS system because Shopify is an all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify has the internet's best converting checkout, and it can help you turn your customers into buyers. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there for you every step of the way. Did you know that brands like Allbirds and Rothy's are powered by Shopify? It's not a surprise because Shopify powers over 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. If you're ready to try it for yourself, sign up for the $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash lawnard. Go to shopify.com slash lawnard to take your business to the next level today. Remember, all lowercase on that lawnard, all right? Go find out how good it feels to hear this for yourself. And let's get back to today's episode. So before we get to the agreement that both parties reached and filed in court in New York on September 25th, we have to get to what was filed in Florida on September 22nd. So we're trying to go in order. So the divorce petition was filed, then the petition based on Sophie Turner's alleged breach on September 20th, where she's saying the children should have been returned or allowed to return to England on that date. And according to her court filings, that Joe Jonas's Florida attorney would not return the children's passport to Sophie Turner to return the children to England. That was September 20th. On September 22nd, this was filed in Florida, which is a notice to stay court custody proceedings and notice of wrongful retention. Quote, this notice to stay state court custody proceedings and notice of wrongful retention is filed by the respondent, Sophie Turner, for the limited purpose of staying the above-referenced state court custody action and without submitting to the general jurisdiction of this court with respect to custody. As grounds for this notice, the mother has stated as follows. So, Sophie Turner is arguing in Florida that she is not conceding jurisdiction in Florida for custody and that she is asking the custody determination in Florida be stayed, not the divorce action, or at least not at this time. So, the divorce, you can kind of bifurcate these things out and go ahead with the divorce and say, If the parties agree that the prenup is valid, they can go split it via the prenup, declare us both divorced, but we are not done with custody. She is not conceding that Florida is the right jurisdiction for custody and asking that the Florida court not determine anything with regard to custody or visitation or the rest of it because of the proceeding filed in New York. It says that on September 21st, the mother filed a verified petition for return of children to England in the United States District Court for the Southern District of New York. In her petition, the mother seeks for the federal court to order return of the party's daughters to their habitual residence of England. And then that's attached. It goes on to say the petition for return was filed pursuant to the convention on the civil aspects of international child abduction done at The Hague on October 25th, 1980. Now, to be clear, though that is what the article of law is called. That is the name of the law. Sophie Turner is not alleging that her children have been abducted. She is saying they have been retained in the U.S. beyond when they should have returned to England and that they should be allowed to return to England. But the name of the law is the Convention on the Civil Aspects of International Child Abduction done at the Hague on October 25th, 1980. It, it's not convenient. Um, and then you see the lawyer saying here and after the Hague Convention. So it is a return action. The courts need to, now that the courts are involved, allow the children to leave the United States or not allow the children to leave the United States. Because once that divorce is filed, if Sophie Turner was to, I don't know, if the children have dual citizenship, it's. I don't know if it's even possible to have a, a U.S. passport and a U.K. passport. I don't know. I don't know. But are Hypothetically, were that possible and not impossible? Some of you are like, Emily, this is impossible. Were it possible that the children have two passports because they have dual citizenship? If Sophie Turner had one set of passports and Joe Jonas had the other, and one parent moved the children out of the United States The other people, the other parents could be like, yo, there is a court action for custody pending. You can't remove the children from the country. This can happen at the state level too. If the children were in Florida, there could be an argument, yo, you can't remove the children from Florida. The custody is not settled. You cannot take them out of the state. And then you actually can see family law cases that go very sideways with familial kidnapping cases. And that can become a mess where you have the criminal courts and the family law courts all involved if one parent does take a child when these things are pending or um, contrary to what the divorce plans are. This all gets very much a mess very quickly. And I think all these court filings are to try to get it settled so that it does not become a mess um, for any of the parents, but the court is complex. This is not family law cases are never simple. Um, family law cases always are complex because it's law meeting emotion and meeting the disillusion of a marriage and, and all of the feelings, because these are happening close in time to all of the feelings. But when we are dealing with whether the children have domicile in Florida, England, or New York, you are now dealing with a very deeply complex international jurisdictional issue. Um, So you are going to have the courts in England involved, the courts in Florida involved, and the courts in New York involved. And this is going to get very complex. Even if they all agree to the prenup, the child custody can, we've seen it with the Angelina Jolie Brad Pitt case, the and I made a quip about the Miraval wine earlier, but the divorce part, aside from the winery, settled up much faster than the custody stuff, and that is not unlikely. That is not uncommon. All right, this petition. Getting back to the petition and and done with with my uh, my moment of arguendo. It goes on to say the mother has also submitted her Hague Convention application for return to the Central Authority for England and Wales, seeking the return of the children to England. Again, arguing the children were supposed to return to England September 20th. They did not return to England September 20th. The children now need to be returned to England. That is her argument. It says, in accordance with the convention, the Central Authority for England and Wales, which has transmitted the application to the United States Department of State, serves as the United States Central Authority. This is truly an international fight. Over where the children should be while the court case plays out. It goes on to say, in accordance with Article 16 of the Hague Convention, counsel for the mother hereby requests that the action now pending before this court be immediately stayed with respect to the custody of the children, pending the federal court's determination of the mother's petition for return. Article 16 requires impertinent part that, quote, after receiving notice of a wrongful removal or retention, which is the case here, they haven't left the state when they're arguing that they should have wrongful removal or retention of the children in the sense of article three the judicial or administrative authorities of the contracting state the united states to which the child has been removed or in which has been retained shall not decide on the merits of rights of custody until it has been determined that the children are not to be returned under this convention or unless an application under this convention is not lodged Within a reasonable time following the receipt of this notice, so this is starting to argue how to parse how this is to be determined, and the Sophie Turner's lawyers are arguing to the Florida court that the New York court needs to decide in accordance with the Article Six with Article Sixteen of the Hague Convention. This court has now been given notice of the mother's petition for return through the filing of this notice to stay. This court has therefore been notified of the father's wrongful retention of the children. The State Department has also separately notified this court of the wrongful retention and the pending Hague Convention case. A copy of the State Department's Article 16 letter is attached hereto as Exhibit B and incorporated herein. We'll go to that next. The merits of the mother's Hague Convention petition for return have not yet been heard by the federal court, and thus there has been no determination under Article 16 of the Hague Convention. Accordingly, pursuant to the plain language of the Hague Convention, Things I didn't ever think I would cover in relation to celebrity civil news, Um, though it shouldn't come as a a surprise. This isn't the first time there's been an international fight over child custody that's been in the news. I just, I did not see all of this coming. So pursuant to the plain language of the Hague Convention, this court shall not decide the merits of rights of custody because all of the elements of Article 16 have been satisfied as follows. This court has received notice regarding the wrongful retention of the children. B, there has not yet been a determination made by the federal court. So they are just asking to stay this this proceeding in Florida until the other proceedings resolve. The United States Constitution, Article 6, Clause 2 states as following, Supreme law of the land, this Constitution and the laws of the United States, which shall be made in pursuance thereof, and all treaties made or which shall be made under the authority of the United States shall be the supreme law of the land. So they're citing the Constitution, arguing that the treaty made, the Hague Convention, is the supreme law of the land, and therefore the Florida court is subject to the greater authority of the motion filed in the federal court. In addition to the Mandate of Supremacy Clause of the United States Constitution in this court, Uh, that this court comply with Article 16 of the Hague Convention. Staying the custody proceedings also promotes judicial economy. Let's go to their Exhibit B. Exhibit B is the State Department letter. Dear Judge Young, I am writing to you because we understand that the children are currently the subject of a proceeding relating to the custody before your court. You should therefore be aware that an application for the return of the children to the United Kingdom under the Hague Convention has been received by the Department of State, which serves as the U.S. central authority for the convention. This fact may affect your administration and the custody proceeding before you. So this is from the State Department to the judge in Florida. The convention entered into force between the United States and the U.K. on July 1st, 1988, and then it goes through and recites the laws and recites how this applies to the court. This is from the director of the Office of Children's Issues at the U.S. State Department. So there is an action that has been or will be filed at The Hague in the courts in England. The State Department has been notified. The federal court in New York has been notified, and the court in Florida is involved. I'm not surprised that when you look at what's been happening in the media, there haven't been many statements by Sophie Turner in the media, because this is everything that's been going on legally behind the scenes. The amount of lawyers that you would need to talk to, to deal with all this, you're dealing with uh, solicitors and or barristers and or both in the UK, plus lawyers that know international law enough to know what provisions of the Hague Convention you are dealing with in a custody case, then you need lawyers to deal with what's going on in Florida, and then you need lawyers to deal with what's going on in federal court in New York. Speaking of federal court in New York, Emily, that was a fantastic unintended segue. Thank you, thank you. Let's go to the court order that was issued on September 25th. And there is some agreement between the parties, the United States District Court, Southern District of New York, between Sophie Belinda Turner and Joseph Adam Jonas. Interim consent order. The Convention on the Civil Aspects of International Child Abduction done at The Hague on October 25th, 1980, and the International Child Abduction Remedies Act, 22 U.S.C. 9001. Before this court is the verified petition for return of children to England filed by petitioner Sophie Turner, the mother. The responsive pleading of the father is not yet due. This interim consent order makes no determination on the merits of the petition or on either party's respective claims and defenses, and is entered without prejudice to either party's petition. Upon the consent of both parties, both parties agree. As indicated by the signatures of their respective counsel below, it is ordered that the mother and father are prohibited from removing the two children— or causing the children to be removed from the jurisdictions of the United States District Courts for the Southern and Eastern Districts of New York, pending further order of this court. The clerk of court is directed to terminate the motion at docket entry 12. So the children, the parties have decided that the children will stay in New York within the bounds of the Southern and Eastern District of New York and nowhere else. Whether that means they will now take this to mediation privately and try to figure it out, Because now, not only does Sophie Turner now need a fleet of international lawyers, but Joe Jonas will now need a fleet of international lawyers. And if their lawyers can at least have a conversation to come to an agreement, especially if the parties are not opposed to letting the children be with the other parent, they just want it to be orderly and according to the plans that they had set up um, previously, one would hope that this consent decree means that they are going to be able to stay in New York and mediate this without having to work through the courts in England, the courts in New York, the courts in Florida, and the Hague. Because that is going to cause not only a tremendous cost, but untold amount of stress, not just on the parties divorcing, but on the children. I very much hope they are able to have a conversation saying, look, we have got to sort this out together, and we have got to make this stable for our kids so they do not become pawns in a divorce, which should never happen. I hope that they are able to resolve child custody amicably. But I also wanted to make sure it was clear what is legally being argued here, and it is deeply complex international family law. This is not what we see in other divorces playing out in Los Angeles where they're fighting over a prenup, yes or no, and child custody. There is a lot more to this than simply fighting over child custody because there are so many different courts, jurisdictions, and laws involved. And from that aspect, I am going to keep an eye on it. Will the court in Florida stay proceedings to allow the courts in New York to handle the proceedings? Will we see another agreed order in the courts in New York settling child custody and and these parties mediating that agreed settlement that's really what i hope for an outcome here uh for all the parties involved and especially for their children so with all of that it looks like everybody's going to be in new york for a while and that's where they're staying or at least that's where the children are staying um even if the parents travel the children cannot travel out of New York at this point. I hope that brought some clarity to what's going on in this uh, fairly unique and complex legal situation. Let me know if it did, or did I just make it worse? Did I make it more confusing? I hope not. With that, thank you for being here. Thank you for being honored. I appreciate you. I tried to make this one short. I feel like we ran way over time, but either way, you know, may your Wi-Fi be strong. May your toilet paper be plentiful. May your family be well. And may the odds be ever in your favor. Hey, may your manicure match your favorite Starbucks cup. For those of you not watching on YouTube, that makes no sense. So come on over to YouTube and see what I'm talking about with my nails and my latest Starbucks Tumblr. Because, you know, it is. With all of it, thank you for being a nerd, And I will see you on our nerd app. Com. Okay, bye. You can find more Law Nerd goodness in our private Law Nerd community over at LawNerdsUnite.com. And if you want to stay up to date with everything I'm covering, you can follow me on social media at the Emily D Baker. I stream on YouTube on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I recap those streams for those of you a little pressed for time over on the Quick Bits podcast and Quick Bits YouTube channel. Thanks for being a Law Nerd.